Hi everybody and welcome to this webinar with nuclear graduates. So we're very, very busy at GradCracker at the moment with record-breaking numbers of students visiting the site each day and a record-breaking number of placements and graduate opportunities. We recommend that you check in on GradCracker as much as you can. We would suggest every day, but obviously we're going to say that, but definitely come to GradCracker every day so you do not miss out on that perfect opportunity because there are opportunities going live nearly every single minute of the day. So back to today's webinar, we're delighted to be joined by, uh, by Nuclear graduates. Welcome, everybody. Um, so normally we're joined by a recruiter, but unfortunately she's been able, unable to attend today. Um, we're also missing a graduate. We're meant to have Beth, but Beth's having a lot of technical issues. Um, so we're not, we haven't got Beth on the call, but we've got Matthew, Reese, and Luke, and we're really looking forward to hearing about their journeys so far. Again, don't worry about the recruiter and what they normally um, tell us about. Um, so I've worked with nuclear graduates now for over 12 years, and I'm going to step in and tell you all about nuclear graduates, uh, the graduate programme and the recruitment process. So the two-year programme covers engineering, science and much more, and it's open to graduates from all disciplines and backgrounds. The programme lets graduates gain experience through placements at businesses or organisations all based in the UK. So the nuclear graduates are looking to go live on GradCracker in the next few weeks. So make sure you spend this time carefully, head to their hub on GradCracker today, start doing your research and follow them to be alerted when they do open up their positions. Their positions, wow, there's a bit of a list. So watch this space. So their input positions include areas such as risk and assurance, communications, technology and innovations and health and safety, engineering, commercial procurement, cybersecurity, and many, many, many more. Today, we're going to be hearing from graduates about their experiences from finding their roles on GradCracker and the recruitment process, all the way through to the different projects that they've worked on and much more. So now let's meet the graduates and get an insight into the organisation. Firstly, I'm going to start with Matthew and Luke. So Matthew, tell me a little bit more about um, your journey so far. So where you went to university, what you studied, and when did you join Nuclear Graduates? Yes. Hi, everyone. Uh, I studied mechanical engineering at the University of Bath and graduating in 2021 and joined the programme last year, October. Perfect. So you've got some experiences so far. So thank you very much for that, Matthew. And um, on to you, Luke. So tell me a little bit more about where you went to university, what did you study, and how long have you been there? So I graduated, oh, so I did an integrated master's in chemical engineering uh, at Strathclyde University in Glasgow. So I graduated last July or June, sorry, uh, and I, I joined the same time as Matthew. I joined the graduate scheme last year. Perfect. Thank you very much. And Reese, last but not least, tell me about you. Yeah, hello, everyone. I studied um, for a master's in civil and structural engineering at the University of Liverpool between 2018 and 2022 so uh yeah like luke i finished the summer of last year and i started on the graduate program this time last year in october 2022 okay super lovely thank you very much everybody and um, so like i said before what i will do towards the end of the webinar is and um, talk to you all about the recruitment process hints and tips and um, straight from the nuclear graduates recruiters and um, to you via me um, towards the end of the webinar. But what I'm going to do now is hand over to you, Jessica, um, to meet the grads a little bit more. Brilliant. Thanks, Carla. So, Matthew, I'm going to start with you because you're at the top of my list. Um, if you could tell us a bit more about your journey so far at Nuclear Graduates and a bit more about your role. Yeah, I'm sponsored by the Office for Nuclear Regulation. So I started there last October, did uh, eight months of comment until July this year. And I'm currently on secondment at Rolls-Royce SMR, working in the development engineering team uh, based in Warrington. So mainly doing kind of research and strategy thinking about how to make the new reactor work. Okay, so tell us a bit about your secondment <laughs> and then how that works. So for, for anyone that doesn't know, could you kind of introduce nuclear graduates in a sense of it's kind of not a normal organisation, is it? You, you getting seconded is a is a normal thing to do in nuclear graduate world, but maybe not necessarily with other companies. So could you explain a bit about how it works for you, Matthew, and a bit about your secondments and how you pick them and everything else? Yeah. So on the nuclear grad scheme, it's bespokely designed for us. So we're sponsored by 
one company in UK nuclear. So for me, that's the regulator, ONR. And then through that, you'll have a mentor to guide you through your two years, including for chartership in your respective uh, institution. So for me, that's IMECI. And then did eight months with them. And then the rest of the scheme, you do two other secondments with companies of your choice. So you can be quite flexible in the roles and fields that you get to work in across your two years. So your first secondment then, how long, sorry, did you say that lasted for? About eight months. Eight months. So tell us a bit about that process then. Um, what, what what was that like? What experience did you have um, on that secondment? And what was the kind of day-to-day like for you there? Okay. I mean, I had a great experience at ONR. Uh, really well supported and inducted into the nuclear industry because it's quite new. I didn't really know much about it at all when mm-hmm. kind of applying for jobs or anything. Um, so a bit of training and then just kind of got thrown in at the deep end, doing some assessment work, making sure. So ONR's responsibility as an organization is to make sure UK nuclear is safe. So right. that involves going on inspections to operating sites or assessing their proposals for new designs or design changes. Fantastic. Okay. And Matthew, did you always want to work in the nuclear sector? It's always been a driver for you. You know, you said that we kind of came across it and, you know, doing what you're doing now already. Is it surprised you where you're at? And is it, it has. I, when applying for jobs, I solely looked at kind of sustainable technologies, uh, renewable okay. energy, that kind of thing. And nuclear falls under that. So mm-hmm. I didn't specifically seek it out, but I found this grad screen has been great opportunity for me and really developed a lot throughout this last year I'll bet and what's life like so far then at Rolls-Royce Rolls-Royce is good Uh, obviously very new uh, designing a new reactor at SMR Mm -hmm. Uh, so definitely a very different challenge to ONR and fully embracing it so far only three months in so still quite fresh but also getting stuck in so have you had to relocate then, Matthew, for this particular role, or how does that No, work? no, I haven't. So ONR is based in Liverpool, right. and so I moved, I relocated for the start of the scheme. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, now I just commute to Warrington. Oh, that's not too bad, not too bad. Brilliant. Well, thanks, Matthew. We'll come back to you a little bit later on to find out a bit more detail about the rotations and what you've been involved in. So thank you for that. Um, Luke, I'm going to come to you next. Same kind of question. If you could tell us a bit more about your current role and what you've been up to so far. Um, yeah, so I'm a Rolls-Royce submarine sponsored graduate. Um, so I did two, four, roughly five months of comments there in two different teams, first as a design engineer uh, and then as a process engineer in one of the plants. Um, I've more recently, in kind of last two, three months, been seconded or starting on a comment at the UK Atomic Energy Authority. Um, so they're a national laboratory, kind of the UK's kind of... Um, authority on fusion science and energy um yeah and i, I kind of just started in the last couple of months fantastic so tell us a bit about you know why nuclear graduates for you you know what what was the kind of attraction have you been interested in fusion energy before is it something you may be covered or not really um so it wasn't I, i've always had some interest in the nuclear industry i remember mm-hmm. when i was younger i just always say i wanted to be the one that sold fusion energy um, but that's it's not that simple. Um, <laughs> but obviously, I've, I've always had some interest in the nuclear industry. Um, I thought the graduate scheme, like uh, Matthew has said, um, was a really good opportunity to get a kind of wide range of experience across across the sector. Um, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do, and this gave me an opportunity to get a kind of wide range of experience, like like I've been saying, uh, across different companies. It allows me to see kind of how different companies function, what I like in different teams. And generally, yeah, I just thought it was a really good opportunity uh, from that perspective. Absolutely. And um, in terms of your experiences so far then, uh, Luke, you know, what's the kind of team looking like that you're working in? What's kind of the day-to-day stuff looking like look, look, looking like for you? Um, so in my first couple of um, secondments at Rolls-Royce, um, my first job, I was quite, um, I had my own task, um, very much kind of working on my own, but obviously a lot of, help from the team where I needed I started out 
Um, but then going forward into a second role, roles, um, it was a bit more collaborative, which was great. It was good to work with different people. Mm-hmm. Um, very much a kind of fast-paced um, organisation there. Uh, whereas now I'm at the UKA, I'm working on the STEP project. Uh, and it's a, definitely a very different environment. It's kind of, um, it's like a government uh, offshoot uh, company a bit slower than what I'm kind of uh, used to but definitely a, a, a good experience and the kind of slightly more research orientated field. Absolutely and this is the thing you know thinking about nuclear graduates it really is an opportunity to to experience different businesses different ways of working but then you know following through that passion it's really really interesting. So Reese, I'm going to come to you next similar question um you know kind of why nuclear graduates what's your current role like and tell us what life is like for you yeah so the um the other graduates have touched on it you know it was it's very different to any other graduate program you see out there with yeah you know you can really tailor the program to how you want to develop personally um you know that was the main highlight for me to to um apply for this role Um, So I'm on the NDA group graduate program. So uh, I'm sponsored by Magnox Limited. So a bit different to uh, Matthew and Luke as well. Uh, But yeah, I've completed my first secondment uh, over the first eight months. And now I'm with Arup. So they're an external structural uh, design company. So yeah, mainly doing uh, the first comment was mainly looking at decommissioning, and now I'm more into the uh, new build and and structural design. So it's completely different, but really good to get that wide range of um, wide range of tasks. It's a bit of a shout out then. So next week we're actually doing a webinar with Arup. Yes, so yeah. you can come back, love. <laughs> Just change yeah, the background. <laughs> we'll have you back. <laughs> um, how interesting though. Again, this is why nuclear graduates is so so unique, as you're saying, to get these different experiences with different organizations. So your journey so far then, Reese, did you expect it to go in this direction? You know, you've picked Arup after your first economy. Is that what you wanted to do, or was this something a bit like Luke and Matthew said you just kind of want to get as much experience as you can yeah um you know obviously after graduating as a as a civil and structural engineer um i wanted to get you know the technical knowledge of structural design in so um you know a company like arup could could really offer that um you know and then using that knowledge then to, to go back into magnox as my sponsoring company you know mm-hmm. it's key for you know development towards um chartership um you know stuff like that so yeah, yeah it's just it's really good just to be able to you know think I, and you know decide you know I could have gone into something um some other aspect of civil engineering but for me it was you know really good to pick where I wanted to go and mm-hmm. yeah I made a good choice I think I'm really enjoying it so yeah. it sounds like it so how long have you been with Arup for um I've been with Arup now on my second comment for around three months so similar mm-hmm. to the other graduates um yeah, I'm doing three, um, yeah, three rotations. And, so, yeah. sorry, and it, is it for eight months? The... Yeah, this one will be until until March, so uh, another eight months with Arup. Fantastic. So you mentioned Magnox, then. So, sorry, just to I'm clear, and just the audience are clear as well. Will you ultimately go back to Magnox then once you finish your secondment with them being the sponsoring company? How does that work? Yeah, that's that's the aim for me. Um, yeah, hopefully at the end be. Um, heading back to Magnox um, as, you know, a member of staff with them. So, yeah, hopefully uh, be able to get a, a civil engineering role, yeah, post-scheme with them. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Exciting stuff. Okay, so now we want to talk a bit more about the rotations. I know we've kind of touched upon them already, um, but just to go into a bit more detail, so I'm going to come back to you, Matthew. So if you want to tell us, um, obviously, I know you've just started at Rolls-Royce, but um, talk about your first secondment and, you know, the experiences you had there and especially kind of coming as a graduate, you know, it, it sounds as though you get a lot of responsibility straight off, off, off the, of the, off the gate. So, um, yeah, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, my experience was certainly that, but you're not obviously not thrown in totally responsible for the whole of UK <laughs> nuclear safety. So <laughs> there's plenty of process with uh, reviews and you know, peer reviews and so on. So you're not, you don't have the weight of the world on your shoulders, that's no. for sure. But um, no, 
Uh, I was thrown into a project on of a safety case assessment for a new uh, transport package. So it was really good to get down in the details for me as an engineer. Uh, that was kind of a good way to settle in, then also learn about kind of the writing style for reports and communicating with your team internally, but also uh, these reports have to be seen publicly. So you've got to be able to communicate with the general public and they have to be able to understand that. So had some good training from other kind of inspectors, they're called within ONR and senior people giving lots of support are always open to uh, help the new grads and there's a new uh, support system within the ONR for developing people as they used to uh, kind of focus on more experienced uh, employment they're now really driving that graduate recruitment through the scheme which I mean I think is great as a graduate mm -hmm. obviously Absolutely. So Matthew, was you with other graduates, you know, on these projects then? Or would you tend to be the only graduate working on these, you know, kind of projects and working with senior people? How would it look in terms okay. of so... Yeah, I mean there's so there are eight well, there are eight of us, eight now new grads mm -hmm. that have just started. Right. And there were five of us uh in our cohort at ONR. But we're all kind of spread around, spread around through the different divisions. So it would generally be me and someone much more senior working on these projects, kind of supervising and supporting me through them. Yeah. Uh, so you have some good, good independence, I'd say, while also having that oversight. It's a good balance. Absolutely. So you've mentioned about it was you, Matthew. Sorry if it wasn't. It mentioned about being chatted and wanting to be chatted in the future. Um, so in terms of that kind of experience, then would you say that doing this particular kind of scheme with nuclear graduates will help to benefit you and potentially hope to reach that chatship a bit quicker because of all the experience that you get in, would you say? Oh, yeah. I mean, having that opportunity to work in different teams, different projects and being able to adapt and show that, you know, you can be proactive in your work is really helpful for that chartership and hitting yeah. all those competencies uh, and I think that's the scheme's great for that yeah and it really is about those competencies isn't it you know you've mentioned you've got to be a good communicator you know you're working together as a team you're working with lots of different types of, of people with different abilities as well and mm -hmm. um, would you say that they've supported you then you know in terms of those I'm not saying you haven't got good communication skills but you know if you were a bit bit nervous in a situation a bit you know a bit anxious do you feel like you get that support then from your team yeah so you're provided with a mentor from your sponsoring organization who's with you throughout the two years yeah. and so for me he's also functioning as my chastership mentor so oh, he's always good. there as a support and also your line manager uh, within your sponsoring organization or your, wherever you're seconded to is always a good port of call for support so there's always someone available to talk to if you're worried about anything or you know just need some help and that person then that, you know, that you work with in terms of the, your chartership, you'll stay with that person and throw out all your different comments. You won't, it wouldn't change. I would in theory, but mine's leaving O&R in a few weeks. So oh. I'm going to change. <laughs> but normally but so typically, typically you would, yeah. You would, which is good as well. Again, it's nice to have that kind of, you know, friendly face as well, I can imagine. Brilliant. Okay, well, thank you, Matthew. Luke, I'm going to come to you then. A bit more detail, if possible, about your kind of rotation projects that you've been involved in so far, if that's okay. Um, yes, <clears throat> sorry. So, like, uh, like I said, those rover uh, submarines before. Um, obviously, can't say massively lots of detail of what I was doing there. Um, yeah. when I was first kind of in my design role, uh, it was uh really good. They had quite a, a big supply chain. Uh, in that role so I got in quite a different a lot of supplier visits um, so it was really good to see that kind of interaction between two different companies um, that I wouldn't typically get uh, then in my second role uh, working kind of on a process plan I'd never actually had that kind of physical experience of being on a, a operational process plant before and particularly going through kind of uni over COVID um, so that was a really good experience actually getting to kind of see an operational plant um, in the flesh and, and kind of um, the kind of projects I was working on 
Um, so it's kind of the two um, current class submarines. Um, so the Astute and Dreadnought class, uh, they're the ones that kind of my work was focused around, um, just for general overview. Uh, and now currently I'm at, at UKAA, uh, I'm working on the STEP project. So that is the spherical tokamak for energy production. Uh, so that's uh, it's going to be a prototype fusion um, power plant uh, aiming to be uh, constructed in the kind of 2040s. And the kind of idea is that it will be the first um, kind of fusion power plant prototype to actually give net electricity to the grid. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's had quite, quite a lot of um, news around it. I'm sure some people have probably heard of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Luke, working on projects like this, having this, you know, these kind of projects being, you know, landing on your desk, what is it like to feel that, you know, you are making those changes? You are, think, you know, driving the country, driving the world into, you know, different directions. How does it feel to have, you know, Matthew mentioned to you a bit about responsibility, but, you know, that, that forward thinking responsibility that you are making those changes and how does it feel to have those projects, you know, like I say, on your desk? Uh, it can feel quite... Um daunting at first but they, you almost feel I know many of the grads and different things I have as well uh, you almost feel that you're slightly unqualified to be working on uh, such large projects but you are just given so much support uh, through your line managers and like uh, Matthew talked to your mentors um, through different people in your team you've got a buddies uh, that you can talk to um, and yes yeah, they're just really great opportunities to really make a difference um, and kind of yeah, and different engineering projects that are uh, uh, going forward and things. It's always good to see what you're working on is in the news at different times. It, it definitely kind of um, yeah, it, it gives you kind of an extra wee uh, spark in the morning to get up. I can imagine definitely. Do you know I've done a lot of sessions over the last couple of weeks with lots of different universities across the UK and. Sometimes the question comes up a lot about, you know, a bit like what you've mentioned about like imposter syndrome and, you know, what do I need to do this job? And almost can I have a black and white of the skills I need to learn? I mean, I know hindsight is a wonderful thing. And a lot of people say the same thing, you know, you've just got to go for it. But for any of the, the audience listening now, is there anything that you now know that you kind of wish you knew before you applied? Or maybe any skills or any, you know... About we've talked about being a good communicator, um, you know, so that kind of stuff. Is there anything you think? Oh, is anyone that anything that someone could be doing now to kind of improve on something that you think? Oh, I didn't know that. I wish I knew that before or anything. Um, if I'm totally honest, I, I think unfortunately, I think there's not necessarily. The don't thing. worry about doing anything right now. The best way to learn these things is actually doing it. Yeah. Um, you get given lots of training and that's all great things and they can help you kind of when you're actually doing the things but uh, until you actually do it um that's when that's when I found most of my learning um so I think it's really important if you're kind of in these roles particularly at the early stage I've found um is ask for that feedback from the kind of from your line manager different people in your team as kind of as quickly as possible so get a kind of quick draft done of your work and then get that feedback. That's where I found a lot of my learnings come from and a lot of my improvements come from the kind of first year of the scheme. Yeah, and no, that's a really good answer. So like Matthew then, are you wanting to become chartered? Luke, are you working in that same kind of trajectory as well? Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, uh, trying to get chartered to the uh, ICHEMI, yeah. uh, so for chemical engineers. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, I've kind of understood now kind of working with a mentor and stuff, the kind of, the process, um, not only through a mentor, I've managed at Rolls Royce, I was given some additional support um, through different people to understand the process um, of what I need to go through. Uh, and yeah, just kind of try to match all my comments to different competencies. Uh, understand realistically, I'm not going to come off the graduate scheme and be chartered, but I'll definitely be much further forward uh, in that process. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, having those expectations, like you say, you know, it's really uncommon, isn't it, in the industry to come out of a graduate program and, you know, secure chartership. So, yeah, it's, you know, having those expectations, but putting yourself in those situations where you are willing to learn as much as you can and upskill yourself. And I think, yeah, if you go in with that mindset, you, you're not going to do, 
you're not going to do real, wrong really there, are you? Um, so thank you, Luke. I don't know if there's anything else in terms of projects. Maybe you've worked on the anything in particular that's been your favourite? Just coming back to you, because you've done some um, amazing stuff already. Yeah, I mean, not not directly uh, related, but obviously kind of at Rolls-Royce, there's a lot of kind of other stuff happening with the AUKUS deal um, that was announced kind of yeah. earlier this year. Uh, one that's always kind of, I always find interesting is their micro-reactors um that they're they're kind of touting to be used in space um so there's definitely kind of a lot happening in the nuclear industry just generally and that's just kind of small insight into kind of uh what's happening at the roles as well you know again that's a really good point as well you know for students that are thinking about going into this industry you know this like you said there's lots of stuff going on in the media at the moment you know it's getting that understanding getting that knowledge understand what employers are doing and what different employers are out there that are involved in the sector because ultimately that helps make the decision but also be aware of potentially the projects that you could be working on if you did secure a place with new graduates which is super exciting so reese i'm going to come to you next there's kind of no real um, format to this webinar anymore. <laughs> just asking you, I just want to know everything. So, Reese, just tell me everything, everything that you've been doing, anything exciting, and what's been your best bit so far? <laughs> yeah, so for my first comment with Magnox, I was based on site, so that was um, okay. really interesting, you know, being based on a, on a decommissioning um, nuclear site, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being there's a lot of you know demolition going on and uh you know planning works for you know future demolition projects um so mainly was working on on demolition for my first secondment and you know just being able to be on site and seeing like the scale of of plant was was really interesting uh, not just as a civil engineer but you know just in general you know it was just um yeah quite amazing especially you know when you when you first go to a site for the first time um yeah so you know did some various work there did some inspections and mainly like i said planning work um yeah and it, it really you know when you go through university and you know then you you head out into the world of work you kind of see you know when you when you actually apply your work into into a real scenario it's you know it's such a change from from university and it was you know, you know, I think, you know, working in this industry, it's not just the same thing every day. So, you know, that was, yeah. that was great. And then, yeah. yeah, for my second comment now, I'm, you know, on structural design, which is totally different to what I was doing in the last secondment. And, you know, I've been working on quite a few projects, um, main one being um, for a new technology centre, designing that, you know, talking to clients and, you know, finding out exactly what they want from from their building and you know talking to architects and you know cost consultants so seeing the whole picture of a project has been really important that you don't necessarily see when you're you know doing for me it was a lot of calculations in university as a civil engineer but you know in the real world it's it's not just it's not just that it's the whole picture yeah absolutely so so far what do you prefer then decommissioning or building it and putting something new up i don't know i'm i'm i knew you'd ask this it's, it's very 50 <laughs> 50 but um new build's so exciting because you know you can it's it's totally different to a, a piece of plant that's 60 years old so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah personally i i think yeah i think decommissioning is more for me at the moment but is it? Oh, might change yeah yeah it's just just seeing how everything used to work and how everything was designed before mm-hmm. we've got all softwares and computers now it's just yeah just amazing is it completely different skill sets Reese, that you have to use as well between you know decommissioning and making something that's new yeah, yeah so for something that's new obviously you've got you know all standards and procedures you need to follow mm-hmm. um you know back then it wasn't as as strict everything was done by hand not on a computer so seeing you know how how they designed something by hand you know a full power station and yeah. and it was never designed to be pulled apart like they are being yeah. done now so you know just thinking outside the box and thinking of the best way to to decommission these sites is totally different to how you'd how you design for a new build you know yeah definitely it's almost like that you know it's 
you you you're engineering you know at the heart of it isn't it that's kind of what you know mm-hmm. fun dreaming stuff I guess that kind of well I say old school but I guess it is in a sense that's really interesting though that Reese that you do prefer that side of it in terms of which kind of leads me on to my next question would be where do you see your future going after this I know it's kind of hard to ask that question when you're so early into it on yeah. you know you've mentioned that that maybe is an area that you wanted to go back into so it was magnox isn't it that you're so is that something that they can offer so what happens if you were in a situation for example that you start to think actually i'm interested in a certain thing but what happens if magnox couldn't help you with that yeah i think i think that's the whole point of the graduate scheme you know you can you can Mm -hmm. really find what you what you like you can really tailor it to yourself and your own development for me you know i really enjoyed my time at at magnox and I'm, i'm enjoying my time now but um yeah like Matthew and Luke my aim is to become a chartered civil engineer with the IC the institution for civil engineers um yeah. and these this two year program is really helping um to tick off the attributes that I need um to gain chartership you know uh from technical ability commercial awareness you know tr- trying to get as much as I can out of these two years um yeah and you know your question about you know if, Magnus can't offer something then the industry as a as a whole has something for everybody I think yeah. and um you know it's not just technical or engineering students you know it's it's a very like wide picture of professionals that are needed in the bigger pictures to make sure that everything works and yeah. yeah I think if anybody on the call who's not engineering or um you know stem background there's always something for um for everybody yeah absolutely and you know it's interesting as well that the the network that all three of you are creating now is phenomenal you know again it's unlike any other kind of normal graduate program isn't it because yes you're creating you know these these ex you know these networks with the people that have got years worth of experience working on you know your traditional kind of engineering stuff to your brand new stuff you know with like Luke you know you're really forward thinking in your current project that you're working on and it's just amazing really the networks that you're creating and the experience that you're getting and it isn't unlike no other um so in terms of um kind of next steps in and uh, upon a completion so Matthew I'm going to come to you on this one again I know it's a bit of a hard question to answer but can you see where you would be going after the graduate scheme and what your next steps would look like uh kind of uh, I think <laughs> I my current plan is to hopefully go back to the ONR uh, at the end of the scheme and work yeah. towards becoming chartered and also becoming a fully qualified nuclear inspector with them which should take well normally takes about five years after finishing the scheme so that's my my current plan yeah and in terms of you know potential for the future then uh matthew do you think you would see yourself staying in the uk or would you potentially ever want to once you've you know come off the program look to travel across you know europe and worldwide gosh that's uh <laughs> An interesting question. Uh, I'd probably stay in the UK. I'm quite a patriot. Um, <laughs> but there are opportunities to do kind of international secondments within the yeah. scheme or okay. go on, go to uh, conferences. So I actually spent last week in Vienna at the oh, wow. International Atomic Agent Energy Agency for a conference. Okay. So there are opportunities to do that and yeah. definitely work abroad. Oh, interesting. That's good to know. Good to know. A lot of people are asking me that at the moment about international and international yeah. opportunities and that chance to travel. So that's that's really good to know. So thanks, uh, Matthew. Luke, similar kind of question. I know it's a hard one to answer, but yeah. Where do you think you'll be in five, ten years' time? Um, I guess at the sense Matthew's just mentioned as well, I may as well talk around that. I, I'm currently trying to do an international comment uh, okay. at the IAEA, so kind of starting um kind of later next year um I'd, I'd always kind of been interested in the organization and considered kind of working there in the future at some point um so kind of but a slightly shorter term coming off the scheme uh, i do actually plan to take a couple months off um before i go back to my sponsor organization uh, at rolls royce um 
kind of yeah we are, we are kind of depending on um, sponsoring and kind of uh, where you are you are kind of given that flexibility at times where um so i plan to take a couple of months off and then go back to rolls royce uh ideally back into the team i was on my second succumbent there um i really enjoyed it, it was really varied work um and then yeah i, I think i plan to stay there until i get chartered at least mm-hmm. uh, and then kind of see what else potentially is out there in the future but um yeah like i said I, i've got some ideas but there's uh, a lot can change you never know what's around the corner, do you? Um, Luke, um, not to know about your personal situation on why you're coming off, but so that is an option then. You can come off the programme for a couple of months. What, then to travel, to gain experience elsewhere? Is that normal? Is that what everyone so, can do or not? Uh, that's not, uh, I should say, that's not uh, directly on the scheme. So that'd be once I've finished. Okay. Uh, before I go into my full-time role. Um, right, sorry. I would have a kind of couple of months to... Um, yeah. Uh, to do it then and it's it's just it's a it's a great opportunity um kind of time wise between kind of starting your official role to get that again that's quite unique that's not the the norm really when you look at other grad programs at other organizations you know i tend to roll straight onto um you know that particular role so that's again quite unique option that you can do that which is again good to maybe gain any experience that you want to gain reese i know you kind of answered it but long-term goal 10-year plan? Um, yeah, definitely chartered. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think so, but yeah, uh, definitely chartered by, you know, hopefully within five years of completion of, of the programme. That's yeah. my that's my aim. And yeah, see, see what happens from there. Um, you know, there's a lot of opportunity coming up with Great British Nuclear now with um, New Build, um, hopefully getting more and more sites in in the UK. Um, yeah, so see what see what happens in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, like you said, you don't know what's around the corner. So you don't, and, they, and that's the thing. You know, the experiences that you're all gaining now. You know, you could you know fall into something new and think actually, I'm really excited about this, and this is where I want to go next. Um, next, I want to talk a bit more about training and development. So I know we spoke about a bit already, but has anyone had a particular experience or anything like we kind of mentioned with you, Luke, you know, if you were, you know, your younger self again, is there anything that you would almost, the advice that you would give to your younger self in terms of, um, you know, almost don't worry, practice this, do this, do that, or, you know, anything like that you would maybe give to your younger self or any of the audience that is listening. So Ma- Matthew, I'm going to put you in the spotlight here and come back to you first on that. That's a great question. Uh, I love it me, when people say think. that. <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> questions like, um, <laughs> I to that. I'd also like, Matthew, just to, just to maybe help you out a little bit as well, is get to know about why chartership is so important to you. You know, you all want to do chartership and there'll be students watching this thinking, do I want to become chartered? Do I not want to become chartered? So specifically to you, why is chartership so important? Okay, that, that one's a little I was trying to help you then. <laughs> yeah. Is that a better one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of, it's a professional accreditation. So it yeah. shows to any potential employer that you're good at your job basically yeah uh, so in my eyes it's kind of a no-brainer to go for especially mm. as an engineer there's a clear route to it through so I'm going through IMECE and there's yeah. a clear kind of four-year plan uh, step-by-step write your quarterly reports annual reports and so on and you have your mentor to help you through it but you don't necessarily have to do anything special for it mm. most of the tasks and projects you're going to get especially working on this scheme you're going to be hitting those requirements easily it's just a case of keeping up with recording it and you know showing people that yeah you know i can do this that's the main reason why i'm going for it perfect so training development. <laughs> You're not going to get out of that one. No, uh, well, I mean, I forget about the second half question because I don't even really know what that was either. But yeah, training development. Have you had any anything that you think, oh, that was really good? I needed that or support. So in terms of training on the scheme, mm-hmm. it's all 
good you brought together with the whole graduate cohort to do oh, okay. various good. different uh, kind of training zones they're called for a few days at a time so that'll be on leadership or business skills they're quite varied uh-huh. and then you also have your own training budget uh, to use as you like so I did a week uh, on the APM project management qualification um, so there's that flexibility within the scheme which I mean it's great that's mm, cool. yeah quite unique as well yeah, yeah. graduates yeah that's really good so in terms of uh, Matthew in terms of getting together with um you know the, the kind of graduate cohort and um, I bet that's quite a good experience as well again to network with that group to see what other training people have been on and you can then discuss you know that was actually really good that was worth doing or whatever um so do you get guided that way at all in terms of what you can do next or again is it more driven by yourself and you know find opportunities that are relevant to what you're doing at the moment yeah so I'd say for the the scheme like set training itself it's all dictated by Energis and the scheme yeah um, but I think I mean one of my favorite things about the grad scheme is having that kind of community of graduates mm-hmm. so there's 50 of us with all right. different disciplines different experiences working in different companies in different parts of the country Plus, it's good to just have people you can relate to and get along with throughout, you know, your early career. Mm, Plus, definitely. you've got the network of all the other older, like, alumni of the nuclear mm. graduates the last 12 years, which you'll inevitably meet them throughout your secondments as plenty in O&R and now Rolls-Royce SMR, who've done the scheme and know That's what cool. it's like and what we've been through and the opportunities we get. Mm. It's nice as well to then see potentially where you can end up and look at other people's journeys as well and see. Exactly. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good that Matthew, thank you for thank you for answering that. Sorry about the first question. (laughs) (laughs) Luke, come to you. Similar kind of thing. Training. Is it the same as Matthew in terms of get your own budget and things like that? Uh yeah, so uh like you said, like Matthew said, you get your own kind of uh, budget to do that. Um, mm-hmm. it's always great to talk to the kind of core above that's just graduated mm-hmm. um, kind of what what they had done what they found good um, like Matthew as well he was able to go to a conference in uh, Vienna um, I was able to go to a conference in uh, Krakow earlier this year um, yep. for a week um, which yeah a great experience met, meeting people from across uh, Europe uh, in the nuclear sector so yeah it's um, like it'd been kind of talked about before, it's really good to develop your network and not just kind of uh, in the UK nuclear industry, but potentially beyond, depending on what you can get up to on the scheme. Um, and then kind of going on to kind of uh, training and chartership. I think one thing um, that's always really important that's maybe kind of um, put on oversight is kind of those soft skills. So you mm-hmm. get a lot of that training through the scheme. Um, but uh, similar to kind of what I said earlier, it's really about kind of, getting into your role, getting embedded in, into your team, learning um, it's kind of that almost passive learning from your team, the experiences they've had. Um, yeah, that that's uh, the most valuable part I was, I was finding. So yeah, if you can get kind of improve your uh, kind of interpersonal skills in any way, I think that's probably uh, one of the best things you can do. Yeah, definitely. Luke, um, don't mind me asking, did you do a placement or anything with a different company before come to nuclear graduates and uh, no um so i had not um directly I had a placement uh for my massive project um okay so I, I, a small amount of time oh kind of six months i was there um kind of in the hydrogen um field so a bit different but still kind of in that uh renewable slash clean energy um sector which has also been quite interesting to me yeah would you say that placement helped you when it came to this role that you're in now as well in terms um, of what you wanted to do that drive in terms of you know again you've mentioned about soft skills and key competency skills would you say that helped yeah yeah definitely um kind of yeah just getting embedded into um into a company um I'm quite good at changing uh jobs now um, <laughs> I've basically had four jobs you could argue over the last two years so when I came to UK, it didn't feel strange at all. Um, so kind of getting used to um, things 
things changing is definitely something that's actually I didn't expect from the scheme, but I've, I've realised it's actually been a uh, massive benefit being able to be kind of adaptable. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and being able to adapt is a really, really good point. You know, it's a good skill to have. Mm. You see it a lot in the job descriptions. Again, when I'm doing these webinars, you look at these kind of key competencies and, you know, being able to communicate, being able to adapt, you know, is is up there, isn't it? And showing that you've got those skills is a really, really good one. So well done, Luke. And Reese, come to you. Uh, training and development, what have you received so far? Yeah, um, similar to Matthew and Luke. Um, you know the core training which is provided by Energis is you know really key because um, you all the training's been quite different broad and um, yeah stuff that you wouldn't necessarily cover in your in your secondment locations really so um, for me I think personally commercial awareness was one um, that that was the most beneficial for me I hadn't had much exposure to any of that um field but it's it's also really important to tick off attributes with with um the institution for civil engineers as well so uh yeah and you know like matthew said we've got our own budget i'm doing a course next week um with the institution for structural engineers so you know just having that flexibility to be able to going in go into the our own personal training budget to go yeah. on a course that you know, perhaps another civil engineer on in our cohort that wouldn't maybe um, be for them. But if it's for me, then you know, just having that ability to to pick pick what's good for you um, has been really good for me so far. Yeah, really, really good. Um, this is how my brain works. But I'm like, what happens if you go over budget? Do you have to pay for yourself? You can't. <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, your budget's um, set out, and uh, you can keep track of it um, throughout your throughout your um two years so yeah you get oh, your budget for your, for your two years and um yeah you just stick to it right. during next question like, but why can't you why can't you go over <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you see it like a training program you want to go on but then you can't afford it can't go on it i think you can <laughs> pay i think you can support it with yeah. your own your own money yeah okay. i think a lot of graduates though have, have planned out what they'd you know, yeah what they'd so like they'd... as well yeah, you don't go crazy. No, plan ahead, Jess, plan ahead. Plan ahead, oh my <laughs> Perfect, okay, well, that sounds amazing. So talking about planning ahead, uh, planning ahead um, let's have a look at the application process, Carla. <laughs> That's a good lead. So a couple of things that I just want to explain. So we mentioned um, a couple of different company names. So Energis is actually the company. Nuclear Graduates Graduate Programme is the name of the programme or the NDA is the name of the programme. So just to be absolutely clear. Um, and also, it's really lovely to hear you know, some of the other advertisers, um, you mentioned them. So, for example, Arup, uh, UK AEA and Rolls-Royce, obviously all advertising Grad Cracker as well. So it's really hit, nice to hear about our friends um, across across the board as well. And um, so like Jessica says, I want to go through the application process, what that's all about. So this is from nuclear graduates that have told me what the application process is going to look like this year. Um, so key things to note at the beginning is they're not currently open to their um, applications. So what you need to do is go into the Nuclear Graduates Hub on Gradcracker and follow. So then that means you will be alerted to when they do open their applications via email and push notification on the app. So step one, follow. Step two, do your research, you know, use this time now while they're currently closed to applications to do your research, watch the videos, re-watch this webinar, look at the snippets, and then when they do go live with their positions, read the job descriptions thoroughly. When the job's live on Gradcracker, if you scroll down to the bottom of the job description, there'll be an apply link. Um, if you click on that, you'll be directed through to the Nuclear Graduates website, and then you'll be asked to complete an online application form. So a top tip from the recruiters at Nuclear Graduates, make sure you complete all required sections of the application to ensure that your application is submitted successfully. So if you don't complete all the fields, your application won't go through. So please, please take your time, be methodical and, and research and obviously read all of the um, all of the bits and pieces on their website. Next, you will be invited to complete an online assessment. Um, so this may also include a video um, element to that as well. So the assessments give you the opportunity to gain a better understanding of what's required of you 
um, and of the nuclear sector in general, and as obviously the part of the graduate program. So next is the assessment centre. So the assessment centre includes lots of different activities alongside information about the nuclear sector and the program as well. And the assessment centre will be face to face this year. So nuclear graduates are looking forward to meeting you in person. Um, finally, if you are successful, nuclear graduates aims to come back with you within two weeks and then you will start your exciting journey with nuclear graduates. Um, and the people there at Energis, so this is why I wanted to explain who, were they, who they were, um, they will be dedicated to helping you complete your security paperwork ahead of starting the programme in September 2024. So those are the different um, stages and steps when you are putting your applications through. But it all starts with following a more grad cracker, then it all starts applying. So just, just focus on that bit to start off with. What I want to do now is go back to the grads and get some words of wisdom um, all about how you can be successful during the um, recruitment process. So, Matthew, I'm going to start with you. So how would you tell the students that, that you know, how can they be successful? Uh, I'd say when it comes to the assessment centre, uh, you want to speak your mind because yeah. you're going to have to be thinking through various problems and challenges with other people and also on your own and part of what nuclear graduates the recruitment team are looking for and the sponsors are looking for is how you think and how that can work within yeah. their teams mm -hmm. so you've got to be able to communicate that uh during you know your sessions at the, the assessment center perfect and and Reese, what would you say what how would you say you could be successful um i think my main point to applicants would be just to be yourself um yeah don't try to be somebody somebody else and you know just take your time during the application process make sure like you said that you've completed everything um and really showcase who you are um yeah but they're my main points how do you do that though if i was a student watching i'm thinking how how do i showcase myself then so how did this is a difficult question um so how, how did you know what, what points about Reese did you want to bring out as part of the um, assessment centre? You've really got to, you know, showcase what you've learned in university, you know, mm -hmm. not, not, not in too much detail, but, you know, what you've learned and how you've learned uh, and just, you know, how, how your previous experiences or your current university experiences will help you in a role, um, role with energies on the scheme. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I concentrated on at the time, but yeah. A long time ago now. And, how, ago. <laughs> and how did you prep for that then? Did you just, did you take notes? Because I know a lot of students um, when they do attend assessment centres and things like that, they, they don't realise that they can actually take notes with them, you know, like prompts mm. and things like that. So is, is that something that you did? Yeah, for mine, mine was um, virtual actually during the um, COVID period. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be a bit different Um for the in-face um mm -hmm. in-person sorry um mm -hmm. assessment centers but yeah i i did actually um help out on one of them last year and you oh, know you. welcome to take take notes and um you know anything that you think can can help you on the day um would be you know you can take them with you so how did you find that then so interviewing people who are going to be graduates were you were you a little bit apprehensive doing that yeah it was a bit strange actually um yeah yeah seeing seeing potential yeah graduates and yeah it was you know it was a really good day and you know you can you know just just like i said be yourself be as confident as you can and as you can and you know if you really showcase who you are and you know how you can make a positive impact in the industry then yeah that'll that's a big step in you know in gaining a position thank you Reese. proper inside of you there so thanks very much for that and Luke, I just want to talk to you a little bit more about the onboarding process. So how did you find that? What support was given to you by Energis? Um, and how did you prepare for your, your first day um, at Nuclear Graduates? Um, yeah, so just quickly, obviously, there is the kind of security clearance process. Um, yeah. Energis were really helpful throughout that. It can take quite some time, so you just need to be patient. Um, mm -hmm. They had a welcome event for us, kind of... Um, earlier in the summer before we started it was a great chance to learn more about the scheme 
um, uh, so on and so forth, uh, kind of meet other people in the scheme as well, which is a great opportunity. Um, and then kind of leading up to induction, um, which is a kind of two week process, at least for us, uh, it was a two week process. Um, we just get to learn kind of more about the scheme, uh, kind of almost building towards friendships with other graduates. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put the highlight, uh, I believe it's still uh, going on, is the game course they get you to do. Um, yeah. So that's kind of an introduction to nuclear, which is really beneficial to most people in the scheme, particularly with such a varying degree of kind of uh, understanding the nuclear sector. Um, and that all really helped me kind of leading up to my kind of official start date with my sponsor at Rolls Royce. Um, kind of just, yeah, I, I felt comfortable um, um, knowing kind of what I was going into. Uh, additionally, just kind of, um, we were given a buddy beforehand. So if I had any kind of questions, so in the core above, so I've had just been given my buddies from the court below recently. So if they had any questions for me, I just kind of helped on a call with them and answered kind of any queries they had, uh, which is a really good opportunity for myself and as well as them to kind of just, yeah, more easily settle in. Yeah. Would, you, would your top tips be just make sure you ask anything? Uh, yeah, I, I think obviously it's very much um, kind of up to the person. I, I, I didn't have too many questions. I could quite like just going into it to see what happens but um there are everyone's there to answer a question don't feel like you're bugging anyone um, and yeah. I, I quite like and answering questions for people when they need help uh, it makes me feel good uh, i'm sure most other people uh, do as well so yeah if you've got any questions just just make sure to ask the team or kind of anyone else that you're given Luke, that's a really good point you know isn't it people actually like being asked a question mm. about them or what they do or what their interests are yeah yeah, it's, yeah, uh, that's point. So don't be afraid. I think sometimes you think to ask questions like, "Oh, you put the onus on yourself, don't you?" Think, "Am I going to look stupid?" Yeah. Or, but actually, but if you do ask, you know, the the you know nine times out of ten they'll want to help you. They'll be willing to talk about it because they're passionate and interested in it as well. So yeah, really good point there. It just shows how much you know as well, doesn't it? Do when somebody asks you a question, you think, "Oh, I know the answer to that," and I've only been here a couple of months. Yeah. So a bit of an ego boost as well so just just moving away from the day job so other bits and pieces that you get up to outside the the nine to five um on your graduate program what other things do you do do you do things like i know you mentioned mentorship and things like that but do you do sporting activities as a group anything exciting that you want to share anybody well when we're in our <laughs> when we're in our training weeks uh I'll organise a five-a-side football or something just so we can do something while we're all together and be a bit more sociable. Yeah, that'll be nice. And anything else from you, Miss? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, we're all spread out across the country, so it's quite difficult all the time. But, you know, like being based in one area, like we've got a a group for the the, uh, grads in the northwest at the moment. So, yeah, there's always something going on, so. Yeah, trips to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Just going straight after this webinar. And anything for you, Luke, that you want to add? Um, so yeah, I was quite fortunate at Rolls Royce. There was quite a number of the graduates there, and um, so we spent quite a lot of time together, like you said, at the pub. Um, yeah. <laughs> but even things, yeah, it's like if there's more, kind of other graduates are always keen to kind of get out and meet people. Um, I managed to drag some people along to bouldering and stuff. Um, if you ask. If you ask other grads, um, they normally are more than happy to um, come along and, yeah, they might get interested as well in different things. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just the, the networking again, like just at the beginning of the webinar. Um, so I'm going to finish off now with my favourite um, part of the webinar, the quick fire rounds. So um, coming to you again, Matthew, so favourite thing about nuclear graduates? Uh, I'd say it's the community of other grads that you can yeah. get to know and network with. Yeah, until you start playing football against them, you're going to all fall out if they win and you don't. <laughs> um, Reese, your top, your your um, favorite thing. I think every team that you work with in the industry, you know, they're so helpful and they understand that you're new, that you're a graduate, and and that you're there to learn basically. So, yeah, having exposure to different teams, but you know, gain that experience is yeah one of the best things for me. Perfect. And last but not least, Luke. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's given me the kind of time and the opportunity to understand uh, and kind of know what I want um, kind of for my future. 
um, kind of what company I want to work for, what environment I want to work in, uh, which is something if I just kind of started a, an on role, maybe I went into a company, I didn't like it, um, but I don't know what I know. But now, now I've been to a couple of companies, I understand what I like. Yeah, definitely. It's that variety again, isn't it? It really mm. opens your minds to everything in the different sectors and different employers as well. And um, so thank you all very much. You've definitely inspired people to apply to nuclear graduates. And um, so thank you very much for, for spending your time with us. Um, me and Jess have really enjoyed this webinar. And um, so just to shout out, like I mentioned, go and follow um, nuclear graduates on Gradcracker now to be alerted with, to when their opportunities do go live. Hopefully within the next couple of weeks, that's what we're thinking. Um, and don't forget, you can watch this webinar again this afternoon as a as an entire hour webinar. Or if you want to watch the snippets, um, our, our colleague Morgan will be snippeting down um, the webinar as we speak um, when, we, when we close this off. And so remember to mention the fact that you've watched this webinar when you are applying to nuclear graduates. You know, they really do want to hear that. Um, and good luck when you do put your applications in. So next week, me and Jess are joined, like Jess said before, um, by our good friends, Arup. So hopefully we're going to see you there at two o'clock next Thursday. But for now, um, we shall see you later. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.